And we're back. We're back with another season of Convos with your mom's favorite. I am your host, your mom's favorite. And today I have with me yet another special guest, another one of the MMV crew. Here. I think at some point we're just going to have everybody here. Uh-oh. Um, But my good friend Porcelain is with us today. Hi. Hey, y'all. Porcelain, how you living? Uh, I'm feeling good, you know, you know, as, as much as one can in a pangelum. I feel you. I feel you. How you, you been holding up this panoramic? You know, I just, I've had a lot of ideas and I feel like since the new year, I'm just like, I'm going to do it. I'm at the house. So right. I'm going to just do all the stuff. Why not? Yeah. That's how, you know, that's how this whole thing got started. Mm-hmm. You know, just an idea of not wanting to go back to my job ever. So, you know, I got to do something to fill the time to get to a point. This is what I'd rather do that, see? than be working. And that's the thing. We we got to tap into the things we want to do instead of working for the, the white man. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Forget the white man. So, where do you want... I'm going to let you decide. Where are we starting today? Oh do you want to get... You want to start with the lighthearted stuff, then get some serious, or you want to go serious first, then hit the lighthearted stuff. I feel like lighthearted then serious, because once I get on serious, I'm I'm stuck. You're not gonna get off. All right, so that's fine. So we could go start off with the serious stuff because you and I, uh, huge fans of musicals. Yes. Each and every one of them, all of them. Fantastic. You know, musicals are awesome. So what about? musicals for you does it what does it for you i think like being a music lover and like loving broadway um and the fact that like not everybody gets to have that experience not everybody can afford to like go to a broadway show like pay a hundred dollars or probably now 150 dollars or more to see like hamilton or rent or whatever but like bringing that experience into you know your homes Right. Um, and if it's done right, it's it's almost as perfect as the musical. Some some movie musicals don't don't be hitting for for the for what it's worth. Some of them. Some of them. But like Rent, top tier. Of course, they did a great job on that film. Fantastic. Yeah. Beginning to end. Yeah. You know, it took me a while to see the light, but you know, I saw it. You know, I remember I was there. You know, back in the day, you know, when I was a little rent crazy. Yeah, you know, sing the lyrics in the middle of class. I didn't. It took a while for me. I didn't have an appreciation for music at the time. But then, of course, you take a music appreciation course and it kind of, you know, just opens it opens your eyes to all of the different possibilities, all of the different ways of making movies. Because at the time, if it wasn't an action movie. Or a comedy, yeah. I didn't want it. Yeah. So, you know, that. I was like, ew, musicals? Like, bro, I was disgusted when we went to the movies to see Rent. <laughs> like, played my Game Boy the entire time. Please. The entire time. Oh. Uh. But now, I kind of wish I could go and see it again yeah, in that, theaters. Yeah, like, first experience. Again? Yeah. Because, damn, that was such a good... And I, I I feel like, especially now, 
movie musicals are kind of getting starstruck. I don't know if that's the word. They're looking to put more famous people than people who are actually like talented. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, Rent Live. The 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 live okay. one that they did on Fox. Okay. Um, wasn't it, Vanessa Hutchins was in it, wasn't she? Yes. <clears throat> yes. She's yeah. No shades of Vanessa. Make your money, sis. But like, she's one of those people that they just put in musicals, and it's like, she. She can't sing. No, but because she was in the, I can't say the musical. Well, for us, I think. For us, yeah. she was in, it was the musical. Yeah. Like she did high school musical one, two, and three. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it's kind of a, a lot of people watch because they remember Vanessa Hudgens from. I see that. High school musical. Yeah. And if that's the case, then. It kind of did its job. That's true. And, you know, it's just making her paper. But I just feel like knowing of so many talented, like, Broadway singers and dancers, performers, all that stuff, like, they would deliver more to the role. But I think to your point, it won't sell. Yeah. Because that's what, unfortunately, the masses, they won't. If it's not someone who I know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go see it. Yeah. That's the point. That's true. But when you have those in the musical who maybe, let's say, like, for example, take Hamilton, for instance. Mm-hmm. The original cast of Hamilton. Though that pro- certain songs might have been written with certain people in mind for a musical. Mm-hmm. But then if, let's say, you get, like, a random celebrity who's a big celebrity, Mm -hmm. they may be able to sing, but they won't do the song justice because, bro, the song wasn't written for you. Yeah. Like, it wasn't written with your voice in mind. Yeah. So then now, what am I going to do? Yeah. So it kind of taints the overall quality of the music. Speaking of movie musicals, I don't know where this fits, but what did you think of Lion King? The movie? The live action movie? Yeah. I hated it. Despised it. Like, I was sitting in the movie that is upset. From Be Prepared is my favorite song from The Lion King, and I was disgusted. I can't believe they did that. With how that with how they did that song. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I feel like there were changes that were made in that movie that weren't necessary. Yep. Like from like famous lines to like be prepared. It was just like you didn't have to change it. Like you already yeah. have uh Donald Glover, Beyonce, uh I can't think of who else was in that movie. Um and that's enough. Yeah. I felt. I thought. Yeah, I feel like it was a swing and a miss. It was. I don't. I didn't think that um, Nala didn't have too much to say in the original Lion King. I get you kind of have to add stuff if you have Beyonce. Yeah. But then, fam, no. Yeah. Don't have her play. I don't know who she would have played because they weren't like the female lionesses didn't play a big role. Yeah. In the Lion King, mm-hmm. and I get with everything going on now, you kind of can't. 
exclude them, but it was just unnecessary. And replacing the, I've said this before, but replacing Simba when he ran back to Pride Rock, replacing that awesome musical number that was Mm -hmm. in the movie to with whatever Beyonce song that was. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. Because wasn't that song about freedom? Yeah, it was. Like, that's not what that moment was. It wasn't. It was about him taking his throne back. Right. It was like him realizing who he is. Yeah. It's not really a song about freedom. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I I, I was really quiet when I saw Lion King because I love Beyonce. Hi, uh, don't come after me. But I love Beyonce. Right. I just didn't feel like that was necessary. No, it wasn't. Like, the song... Make the song for the movie. Do Black is King. All of that. She didn't have to be in The Lion King. She didn't. And like, it wasn't Nala. It was Beyonce voicing a lion. It was Beyonce and Simba. Like, that's what the movie became. It was that that meme was going around when like, when when Nala pounces on Simba, he's like, Beyonce? Right. It's like, yeah, that's that's, exactly what that was. That's what this moment was. It was Beyonce and Simba. Like, not even Donald, it was Beyonce featuring Simba as the king. (laughs) Like, which I get it, because, you know, it was Beyonce. It's going to sell. It's going to sell a lot. But it's like, I feel like, especially for something so classic as The Lion King, we didn't need it, you know? We didn't. The name alone had me excited. Like a live action version of The Lion King, which technically wasn't live action because that's a whole nother thing. You know, the animals were animated still, but yeah. But then it was also like, were they gonna get regular lions? (laughs) (laughs) Right, I get it. But that just goes to show that it just wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. And I feel like yeah, that's an example of like a, a. a music movie musical that was just like we got all the names we got all the names cuz re- James Earl Jones returning was great but even he didn't have the same mm-hmm. passion and fire mm-hmm. that I felt like the first time like when he was scolding Simba that you deliberately disobeyed me it wasn't the same the first I time really, yeah. cuz the first time I watched the Lion King I felt like I was getting in trouble right. James is also like 112 though his birthday was the other day. That's true. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. But we, yeah. It yeah. again. We need it. Nobody asked for it. But we're getting a lot of things that nobody asked for. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. One that was good. I don't know if you saw it. Mary Poppins. The new one. The new one with Lin Manuel Miranda. No. I didn't. <gasps> really good. I saw it twice in the movie theater. <clears throat> okay, now I have to go back and watch it because I've kind of I've been against all of these Disney yeah. live action. Well, not that one wasn't a live action remake, but like all of these Disney remakes. Yeah. Because, bro, they are such classics in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You don't. I don't need it. I agree. I feel that. And given how my nephews now feel about. The Lion King, Aladdin, Mulan, Mulan, movies like that that 
they made for me shows me if they still love it now and compared to when I was little and I liked it, there's nothing you need to change. Yeah, I agree. I am excited for crap. Little Mermaid. Yes. Yes. Just because Hallie can sing. I don't even know who else is in it. And I kind of wish that Melissa McCarthy would have played Ursula in the live action play, the live action musical they did. Mm. And they let Queen Latifah just be in the movie and just black that whole cast out. I'd have been with it. I'd have been for that, you know. You can't have too many black people, though. They don't like that. I don't care. More than than two black people is a black movie. Okay. And... (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and that's, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully it's not a swing and a miss. I, I have faith not. in it, though. There haven't been many of the Disney remakes that I did like. This is true. So, I didn't even waste my time with Aladdin or move on. I didn't. Just don't. I, just don't. Okay. I wasn't planning on I got so mad. Because <clears throat> I, given this was what I wanted to do, I've kind of been... I kind of had to change my approach to some of the reservations I had with movies to where like, if it's a a popular movie, I won't, um, I used to just be like, okay, it's popular. I'm going to watch it, but I'm still just not going to pay for it. Especially if I'm iffy about it, Mm -hmm. because the plan is to eventually talk about it here on the show. I'm just like, yeah, I got to do it. So I actually paid the 30 to watch Mulan on Disney plus when it came out, I paid the 30. I was very disappointed knowing I went into it knowing this was a waste of money. Yeah. But for the sake of the show, Oof. we got to talk about like, I got to do it. That would have hurt because I wasn't beat because Mushu wasn't in it. That in and of itself was like, yeah, I'm not watching this. But that wasn't they? They took out the songs, huh? Yeah. There was no music. There was no music. So it was just. Memoirs of a geisha, like pretty, <laughs> with some pretty much. Yeah, there was a witch, and I thought she was gonna be more badass than she was in the show. I uh, mean, in the movie, like I thought, you know, she was gonna like she did the moment she was there. She was she was kind of badass, but I was just expecting more. Mm. Don't know why I was expecting more, but I was expecting more. Yeah, well. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, did you watch Prom on Netflix? No, but I heard I should. Me too, but I just haven't had the emotional energy to watch it. No. I heard it was really good, though. I heard it was, was cute. So is it really good or is it cute? I've heard... I haven't heard anything bad. Okay, that makes sense. Because... Really good and cute. They're not really on the same level. True. Because, like, The Lion King was really good. Mm-hmm. But let's say... No, not The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book was great. I didn't see it. The Jungle Book, the live-action Jungle Book was cute. Mm. I don't... All I know is that Carrie Washington's dancing in it and singing. She sings a song and she does a dance number. Well, apparently a lot of people in Hollywood are trying to, you know, get their vocals out there. Yeah. 
Some of them are doing really good. Some of them are surprising me. Others, not so much. I mean, I saw her sing on the, the Christmas special thing. She called the note. I'm not buying an album or a single, but. No, I'm not buying an album from most of Hollywood. It's not what you're here for. I'm here to see you, you act. act, damn it. I'm here to see you act, not sing. Get some tears streaming down your face. That's it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to see you evoke emotion out of me. See it, not hear it. Oh, man. That's... So, have you seen Enter the Woods? Yeah, like the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it was a minute ago since I last saw it. But, uh, yes. It was. I kind of like that. It's one of my favorites. Ooh, favorite. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. That's a, that's a big word. Uh, now I got to watch it again. Isn't, whatchamacallit, it, what's her name? The white girl. Anna Ferris. That's not who I was thinking of, but yeah, Emily her. Blunt? Yes, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, now I have to watch it again. It's a good movie. Only because I like those movies where you kind of, it took the fairy tales and made them realistic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, because <laughs> everybody knows that, like, well, not everybody knows, but I like the fact that they included the real Cinderella story in it. Mm-hmm. Because what they don't show you in the movie is because Shorty Foot, who was too big to fit in the slipper, cut her toes off to make it fit in the slipper. And that's before Cinderella tried to slip on. So she had to put her foot in a bloody glass slipper. That's heavy. Right? I gotta, when's the last time? I gotta watch this movie again. I feel like I watched it when I was inebriated. I mm-hmm. might have forgotten some details. Those are some of the best times to watch movies. But then, you know, when you get almost 30, you forget. Listen, I'll be sober at almost 30 and be forgetting. <laughs> so <laughs> we can't put that on the liquor. <laughs> we can't even like, put that what? on the liquor. What just happened? Like, I just made a note to uh, to watch it again. You should. It's really good. What do you think about Jingle Jangle? I love that movie. Fantastic. From beginning to end. So well done. It was really good. And Forrest Whitaker, he's the, the exception to the rule because I was like, yo, Forrest, you go ahead and he hit them notes. He, he was dancing to a little scene when, in the snowball fight. I was, I was like, like okay, I'm Forrest. like, all right, Forrest, you better hit them notes, hit them grooves. I could dig it. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was like, there wasn't a lot of hype around the movie. I didn't think like promo. Right, but it was Christmas, which is my favorite holiday, and they were black, and I'm black, and I was like, you know, I gotta do, what I gotta do. Right, and you know, it's black. So good. Like all you had to tell me was it was an all black cast. Okay, I'm watching it. Felicia Rashad is narrating. Okay, in there, in it. You got me. So good. They did that. It was that was a really good movie. From beginning to end. We need a two sequel. ASAP. Next year. Well, no, for, for Netflix, it wouldn't be next year. They got to wait a year. It'll be 2022. Uh-uh. It's too far. I'm going to watch did, it still. but They did the same thing with the Christmas Chronicles. I tried to watch that, both of them. The first one was good. I didn't care for the second one. They were, I remember they were singing in a jailhouse. Yeah. I think that's where I woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean... it. It kind of, because the kids are kind of annoying. They're a bit bratty. They're kids? Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah there are kids. So yeah, I, you know, in the movies. So so yeah. Next time, next, next Christmas. Time. Yeah. Catch me. Catch it's me fine. It, honestly, you don't even have to. It's not really. It's a good. It's a good. If you're tired of watching the same movies, it's a good change of pace. Okay. I can I can I can I yeah. can roll with that. Because that's the only reason I watched it. Because honestly, I was kind of like. You have you do have your set list of Christmas movies that you have to see. Home Alone. One Home Alone. But it was after a while because I don't even know if I should say this here, but we're gonna do it anyway. At my job it gets really slow. It was like really slow. So there's you know, most times we're kinda just sitting there. So even though, you know, we're not supposed to, I kinda put movies on. Do what you gotta do to pass the time. Right. So, you know. You get tired of watching, like, the same Christmas movies over and over. So I just started trying stuff, just random shit. Typed in Christmas and Netflix. That's it. We're just Christmas and Netflix, and we're just, all right, let's just see. I watched a whole bunch of stuff, but, you know, that's the only reason I found it. But it's not really one of those, oh, my God, got to be on everyone's Christmas list. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's not really one of those. All right, so I won't watch it. Yeah, you don't have to. It's fine. It's not that deep. Have you seen Freak Nick the Musical? I'm going to need you to say what you just said to me one more time because I don't think I heard you correctly. Oh, I, oh, you, oh, you did. Have you seen Freak Nick the Musical? Where can one even find such a thing? Um, Honestly, I don't know. I feel like it's crazy once I say this to most people because I feel like I'm kind of like I was high when I first saw it. Because it played on Cartoon Network twice. What? Twice. Like, in its entire run span, it came on Cartoon Network twice. It came on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. This year? No. Like, this was going back, like, I want to say at least seven, eight years. Freak Nick the Musical? Freak Nick the Musical. Starring T-Pain as titular Freak Nick. No. Um, Rick Ross is in it. Big Boy's in it. Like it's a it's a black movie. It was on Cartoon Network. It was on Cartoon Network. It came on at like, it did come on at like ten thirty at night though, so like Adult Swim Cartoon Network. This is a real thing. It's a real thing, bro. It's fantastic. Whoa, Snoop Dogg. Yes. Oh, I'm watching this. Lil Wayne's in it. This is perfect. Charlie Murphy's in it. Of course, Uncle Charlie's in it. Is it on? I think it's on. I'm watching it. Yo, yo, I'm telling you. <laughs> I got plans. <laughs> that movie right there. I was. It made me feel crazy because I saw it and I'm like, yo, this movie's fantastic. I'm asking everyone, yo, have you seen Freak Nick the musical? Everybody's like, bro, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, Freak Nick the musical. <laughs> have you seen it? No. And then because it never came on. And at the time, it wasn't even, like, really, like, widely known. And, like, you couldn't, like, it didn't really come up in, like, searches. I was like, okay, so now I I definitely sound crazy for having seen this movie that no one else has seen. Or heard of. Or heard of. But then I found, I bought it on iTunes. And I bought the DVD. Because I'm like, yo, you have to have seen it. Yeah, this is. I'm excited. 
I feel like Freaknik is the missed opportunity of, you know, being born in 1991 and not living in the South. Yeah. Because I would be in my in my a mess days when I was like 20 something. I'd be in there. Oh, oh, for sure. I'd be. What? <laughs> and now there's a musical so I can just relive it over and over again. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I've decided. It's a great movie. So, <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about Carmen, the musical, the hip hopper? My bad. Not not the original musical. The one with Beyonce. That is a work of art. I think <sighs> Beyonce can't act. We know this. Yes. Um, I feel like Beyonce's best acting was in Dreamgirls because it was fitted a lot to who Beyonce is. Yeah. As a- um, I feel like my appreciation and love for Carmen is uh, nostalgic mm-hmm. um, and most Steph's in it and I love him. The music was great. It was. Um... And you get all the feels, you know, like Beyonce dies in the end. Spoiler alert. Well, if you're listening, <laughs> just know if you haven't seen stuff, sorry. Um. Yeah, I I I can't say anything bad about it. Okay, I I didn't I didn't have anything bad to say about it. Uh, I mean critics do, but who cares about critics? They don't know shit. A friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, owns the DVD and has since. It came out? Probably. It's, yeah. I don't think it's, you know, we can compare it to uh, the great movie musicals of our time. I think it's in its own little box. Okay. But certain of those movies... They deserve their own little box. I agree. Because you can't really, because it wasn't really a for everyone movie. Mm-hmm. This one was specifically tailored for us black folk. Yeah, this is true. So you can't say it's one of the greats when it's specifically targeting a certain demographic. Yeah. Because then, of course, only that demographic is going to agree that it's good. I, I mean, agree. You know, it's a fantastic movie. I think you know, everyone should see it at least once. At least once. At least once. Just to say you have. I don't think it's one of those things you're going to be like, oh, I need to watch this again and again. No, but you won't be mad you watched it. Yeah. Once you get your your feel, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be good. It'll be a good, you know, oh, I did that. Great. And I won't do it again. Won't do it again. <laughs> but, you know, I did that. That one time. That's so, funny. So we're gonna do this pretty quickly. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. No, we're not. Um, West Side Story. The new one? Did it come out yet? No, I don't think so. The I, original West Side Story. How do you feel about it? The original? The original. It's good. It's West Side Story, so it's you know, great. Right. Um, 
it's one of those things where it's annoying that, you know, the, the story about people of color doesn't get told by people of color. Right. Um, but I think, you know, in that sense, remakes are good. Right, because they're getting told properly. Yeah. Because even in, like, who directs them now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I just, I remember seeing West Side Story when I was younger and just being really confused as to why, like, the accents were forced and, like, I was like, this doesn't feel authentic. And then it was like, oh, they're white people. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it makes all it. the sense. I get it now. It's not authentic. Not at all. Um... But yeah, I think that that's one of those classic musicals that even if it if you don't love it, you have some appreciation for it because of its uh, its space in the musical canon. Right. Yeah. I appreciate it because also even though it was played mostly by you know the whites, the whites, um, it does still have a cultural importance mm-hmm. i agree um because even though it was played mostly you know by white people it still depicts the the struggle of the time mm-hmm. between not even of the time just the struggle yeah because we still yeah it's still yeah, the today. struggle but um we'll get to that later um but yeah I loved it. I, you know, I'm a big, hefty, large man, but don't let I feel pretty come on. I I love that song. <laughs> don't let I feel pretty come on. Can he say you know what I feel right now? I, I feel pretty. Pretty. I feel pretty. Um, how do you? What are your thoughts and feelings on In the Heights, the movie musical that's coming? This year? Next this year. In the Heights. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. It sounds familiar. Like hella familiar. It's Lynn Manuel's first musical. They won the Tony in like oh nine, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and they're making or the movie's made probably. Um, a movie version of it. Anthony Ramos. I mean is, I'm sold. You said Lynn Manuel <laughs> and I okay. Yeah. I'm with yeah, it. I'll 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 send you the the trailer. It looks like it's gonna be good. Yeah, I have no. The man can do no wrong. Has done no wrong. Eh. <laughs> I'm excited though. I think it's gonna be great. They filmed it in like the Bronx and all that. That's even better. Stuff. Yeah. It's even better. It's supposed to come out this summer. Cause I mean, you can't call a movie in the Heights and then film it in Hollywood. Film it in Hollywood. Gross. Like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't want to see that. But like, bro, what block is that? That don't look like Dykeman to me. <laughs> like, nah, you bugging, you bugging. That's mm 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 mm. Take that off, take that off, take that off. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. Now. No. Instantly, no. I'm just saying, like, I'm, oh. now instantly, I'm very excited. Did you like? Had, we didn't talk about Hamilton, bro. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. All right, so let's talk about it again. 
Because I watch Hamilton once a week. Oh, great. I watch it once a week at work. Once a week. That movie's fantastic. I feel like some of our friends still haven't seen it. Yeah, some of our friends still haven't seen it. I'm going to ask in a group chat and then start yelling at niggas. Well, you know, hopefully they answer you. Because nobody's been answering me. So, you know. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's next on your list. <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, um, you know, it's kind of been a thing. Put Carmen actually tried to make it like a big thing because I was at her house last week or the week before. The week before. And we called Thomas. He didn't answer. Called Dennis. He didn't answer. And I was like, oh, okay. Nobody wants to talk to Kenny. Ain't nobody That's call fine. me. I wouldn't probably wouldn't have answered. Well, she she did prior to uh, us getting together. I remember that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're good now. Yep. Um but yeah, and no one answered. But you know, it's fine. I love the movie. I mean, yeah, I love I loved the fact that I got to see it with the original cast. Yeah. Before people got switched out. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, still give him give me the chance to see it on Broadway. I'm still going. Yeah. But there's something about that first cast. Mm-hmm. I agree. That you're not gonna get that again. And I think especially for a show like Hamilton, because like Broadway shows like switch out cast all the time. But I yeah. feel like for a show like Hamilton, where like the the show kind of lives within that original cast. Like I've yeah. seen performances with other casts, and I'd be like, "Y'all sound good, but I don't feel it. Like I don't feel like right. you're like Alexander I don't feel the, Hamilton. You know? Yeah. Like I don't I don't feel the family. Yeah. Like like y'all been doing this together for a while. Right. Which is why I'm cool with. It. Like I was. Love that movie. It's a Leslie Odom Jr. show. It is. I think, you know, Hamilton's cool and all. Lynn did what he had to do, but that is Leslie's show. And that's all I have to say about that. It is. He's such a good actor, man. I love Leslie. Such a good actor. So let's just stay on him and segue. I'm ready. Do you know where we're going? I think I do. One Night in Miami. Wow. They what, what a movie. Did that. From top to bottom. Yep. Writing, production, acting, like that movie was great. Wow. And I didn't know what to expect. At all. And I I'm so I'm really into documentaries. Um and I like I don't know if I should tell on myself, but I have like a weird affinity for like singers who died in, like, weird ways. Okay. Sam Cooke was one of those people. Right. And so, like, I've done a lot of research about Sam Cooke. There's a documentary on Netflix about him. Um, And that documentary led me to watching a documentary about uh, Muhammad Ali because they were good friends. And so it was just, like, you know, this conversation about, like, oh, there was a night in Miami where the four of them, like, had a party together, but nobody else was there. And it's like, what what do they talk about? Right. Such a like interesting combination of people, and to like be in that room and imagine what they talked about. And this movie did such a good job of they like illustrating that job. moment. Yeah. And I think like 
With the acting combined with the writing, there was a point of the movie where I didn't... It wasn't like, oh, I'm watching Muhammad Ali, uh, Sam Cooke, um, Malcolm X, and... What's his name? Um, not Joe Brown. That's not it. Nope. Jim... Jim Brown? Is it Jim Brown? It might be Jim Brown. Yes, Jim Brown. Yeah. It it was... It, it wasn't, it didn't feel like I'm watching these four men have a conversation. It felt like I'm just watching four men have a conversation. And right. I think, especially with biopics, you know, actors sometimes do too much where they're like trying to force the fact that they're this person down your throat instead of just acting and like being in the moment. Oh, no, they, they act. They, they did they it. They just acted. They did it. They did it. And like, I think it was important because, like, we view all these people in a certain way. Like, we view Malcolm X as, like, this powerful man and Muhammad Ali and, you know, right. so on and so forth. But I think in that moment, like, when you're with your friends, you know, you're not as the world sees you. You're as your friends see you, right. which is very different. And, like, they brought that into the movie. And... <sighs> no, they did a fantastic job. I was I was sitting there watching the movie. I had no idea, like you said, no idea what to expect going into it. Mm-hmm. I just went and I was sitting there, and I kind of I have a love hate relationship to movies that uh, kind of suck you into the time, mm-hmm. and they kind of make you feel mm-hmm. what they're feeling mm-hmm. in that moment. Because even before we got to the night, when Jim Brown went to go see his old <gasps> college coach, and he was like, We're gotta, I got to go help his granddaughter move furniture. And he was like, oh, you want me to help you? And he said, we can't let niggas in the house. I got so angry sitting in my chair. I was like, nah, I don't like this. I, I don't. I don't, I, don't like I don't like feeling like that in a movie, watching a movie. But I got so angry. When he was like, yo, we can't let niggas in the house. Excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? Want to try that again? And that, like, the first, I would say, 15, 20 minutes of that movie, they did such... I need to meet Regina King just so I can hug her for this movie. Yeah. Like, granted, she's done amazing other things. Amazing other things. But this movie? But, like, in the first 20 minutes, it was very uh, strategic how they took these powerful black men that everybody like loves and uh isolated them and is uh, what does the word ostracize me <laughs> does it I mean the same thing no, as isolate no i think that's kind of like you talk about all you, right yeah but they like isolated them and like made them feel alone like that specific you know scene with joe brown like he was you know so great and powerful and then he was reduced down to a nigga and that happened to each of those men and then they come in this room and try to have to, like, not only fight against the world's ideology about them, but their own feelings about themselves. And ugh. Yeah, <sighs> it's too much. Good. It's too much. Because that whole, the whole Malcolm X and Sam Cooke mm-hmm. debate, I was sitting there, I was like, bro. And then after Sam Cooke left, and when Malcolm was talking to Jim Brown, mm-hmm. and he was like, bro. I see so much, per- like, you cry, you're crying. Mm-hmm. When he broke down and started crying, and he was like, what? He was like, bro, I just see so much potential mm-hmm. in him. And 
I just don't feel like he's using it right. Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and you just be like, damn. Because you've, I've, I've even had those moments where, like, you know, in our friend group, mm-hmm. it's just like you see mm-hmm. the potential that's there, mm-hmm. but the person isn't really doing what you feel is enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's a battle because it's like you want to push them more, but you don't really want to strain the relationship with the, like yeah. lose the friendship. Yeah. But you want to push them further than, like, you want to push them so that they can see their potential. And then to find out that, like, Sam Cooke was having that own, he was having that struggle himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of like, it's a icky situation because how do you, how do you even have the conversation when you feel like they're struggling to have a, mo- like, you, you want them to see their potential mm-hmm. and they themselves want to see their potential, mm-hmm. but... You're both struggling because the potential is not being reached. Mm-hmm. Damn, that movie was good. And I think, like, to your point of, like, our friend group, I think there's a reality that, that exists in all groups of friends where everybody's right answer is different, you know? Yeah. It's like even when, you know, Malcolm was, like, pushing Sam, and he's like, you know, like I I do what I what I got to do for the black community. Like I I have my own record label, and you know when he was uh going through what he did with Bobby Womack and like selling his songs to the white guy, but now every time you know that song is played, is he, played gets he gets paid right. And so like him thinking or Sam Cooke's character thinking that that's the right way, um, and doing that. But then Malcolm X being like, oh, no, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, where was I going? Shit. See, this is what happens when you get old. Oh, but just the fact that there's, like, no right answer, you know? Right. Because everybody at the end of the day is doing the best that they can and what they think is best for themselves and the people around them. And, like, it, it, it made me think of me and Will. <laughs> <laughs> Because if there's one thing me and Will are going to do is argue about who is right. Yeah. But I think that's the point is that, like, we can both be right for ourselves. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, you guys kind of got to see that, <laughs> you know. I think we've gotten better with age. No, you have. Yeah. You know, you have because better. we kind of, one thing we do always bring up and then we can just move on is uh dc yeah you know um yeah that that happened so you know but we it the conversation we once we bring up dc we always end it with but we're better now yeah so much better so you know that's always good yeah that's always great when you know that's you know what that is growth Not that this has anything to do with movies, but because I watch documentaries and research stuff. Anyway, so Sam Cooke, right? He mm-hmm. died in some crazy way. He got murdered. They think it was set up. Some people don't. Whatever. I mean, anybody who died in that time, I believe. Honestly. You know. His wife married Bobby Womack after he died, which is another famous singer who was signed to Sam Cooke's label. Maybe about five or six years later, Sam Cooke's ex-wife, Bobby Womack's current wife, 
caught him having an affair with her and Sam Cooke's daughter, who was like 14 at the time, and shot him. Didn't kill him, shot him. Couple years down the road, Bobby Womack and the daughter are in a relationship and like performing together. Yeah. Damn. Right. <laughs> Times were wild. Like, niggas was doing some wild shit. Damn. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that could be a movie in and of itself. That, I would lo- I would pay to see that movie. <laughs> Show me that, please. He said, please. refund me my Mulan money so Give I can pay for Mulan this Give me my Mulan money so I can get that. <laughs> Listen, Disney lucky they don't work like Apple Music. What do you mean? Because for a time, you know, back during my struggle days, I would like purchase stuff off through iTunes. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, nah, I didn't mean to purchase that and get my money back. That's what I need to start doing. Yeah. But the, cause like, because the, the cool part is once you download it, they don't you take it back. It, yeah. So, you know. Dang. But now I got Apple Music. So, you know, you just, I don't need to, I still buy albums, but only for my favorite artists. Mm. Yeah, I'm not that great. So I pay too much for Apple Music to be purchasing albums. I buy my friends' songs. Like if I have friends who make music, I'll buy their songs. Right. But like, uh, yeah. Beyonce gonna be rich with or without me purchasing an album. That's true. That's true. Sorry to backtrack. Have you ever watched Smash? The TV show. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. That's so like we we're talking about Leslie and movie musicals. Uh, and like Smash was a great show for yeah, season one. Wasn't a big fan that like. The second season kind of dropped the ball. Yeah. Made me understand why they canceled it. But yeah. Smash season one was really good. Yeah, it's one of those things because, like, all of it is leading up to the Broadway opening. And once the show opens, it's no one really cares. Right. Why do I care? Open another show. <laughs> right. Like, I don't – like, the show the – se- the season should end with the show opening and doing great. And then you come back season two, it's, like, years later, and they're, like, they're trying again. Yeah. For another show. Yeah. With that. They could do that like they did with um almost an American horror story. Um never seen it. American crime. Never seen it. It's it's kinda dope. It's another show. Regina King was in that too. Um, where each show had the same cast, but they played different roles. Ooh. Yeah. That's fancy. Like in like the one season. This uh, white boy got raped. That's how the show started. And they were blaming it on a black kid. And Regina King played the black kid's mother, but she was Muslim. Mm. And then in, like, another season, she played, like, a sheriff officer or some shit like that. Mm. It was a good show. It also got canceled because after a while, it just kind of got stale. Mm. Yeah, I feel like a show like that would just end up recycling things. Yeah. They don't have a way to keep it interesting and new. So, all right. You can go. Bye. But since we're on shows, we can swap over. I feel like, you know, we said we were going to start light and then go heavy, but then we went right into One Night in Miami. So we're going to go back light again. And let's talk about The Office. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It took me about five years to get into the office i didn't get it like all of my friends were like oh the 
and I I remember I would watch season one, episode one, and episode two, and halfway through episode three, I would be like, I don't get this. This is a waste of my time. And one day, I went to my friend's house, and you know, I was having a good old time, and we watched the safety training episode. <laughs> And I said, "What is this? I love this show." It was when it was when Dwight and Michael tested the watermelon yeah. off of the trampoline, and it hit Stanley's car. <laughs> I said, "This is top tier." Yeah. And now uh, I can say that I've seen The Office from top to bottom, probably about twelve times. I would agree with you. It's a great show. It's a great show. I any time of the day, any mood that I'm in, I will just watch The Office. Yeah, I will say I agree with you. It doesn't. You kind of have to skip the first couple episodes because while yes, they're good. Like once you go back on the rewatch, mm-hmm. then you can rewatch mm-hmm. those episodes, and then those episodes will be funny. Yep. But on your first watch through, you kind of need to skip. Yeah. The first couple episodes to just get right into it and then once you get into it yeah you kind of just you understand yo bro this this show diversity day season one episode because (laughs) it's funny because unless you i can't even say if you know the chris rock scene that michael's imitating even if you don't it's still funny yep because <laughs> Michael, he just doesn't get it. He doesn't. He doesn't understand it. And literally, he's been working with these people for 10 plus years, and nobody has just been like, you're an idiot. And when they get close to doing it, his feelings get hurt, and they renege. And then they, yep. Nah, it's, that show is great, because... I also love the, like, just the style of shooting mm-hmm. to where, like, something will happen and then the camera will just pan to someone mm-hmm. and, like, their facial expressions. Yep. It kind of almost makes you wonder if, which part, if at all, if any of it was just, like, them riffing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, because it seems like some of this stuff, bro, you can't tell me this was scripted. Yep. Like, some of this, someone just made up on the fly mm-hmm. and then they just left it in there. So apparently, Michael's hate for Toby wasn't scripted. Apparently, it just, uh, the guy who plays Toby was saying that in the episode where they had Meredith's birthday party, something happened and Michael's character, like, looked at Toby and just decided, like, I don't like him. And so that's something that just carried on. But it wasn't something that was, like, written into the show. I'm so happy it was there, though. So great. Because just every like every moment, even whether it was Michael directly at Toby or just what happened to Toby in result of Michael, which is great because the Christmas episode where they gave out robes <laughs> and Michael, like when they were like that, they didn't have enough. And he was just like, take one from Toby. And the way Dwight just walked <laughs> in the back and just grabbed the bag and walked out and the look, he was just like, why? And then he walked in the in the break room and somebody had a rope on he just wrapped his <laughs> Please. Please. But Toby 
is also the worst. He is. I, but I think that's kind of the way that the show ends up being constructed. Is like his character is like, oh, he's just like, whiny and ugh. Just, he he is. But it it kind of I don't know I love it I love the show and like how everyone plays off of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even like in every watch through, you know you you see something that you didn't get. Yeah. The last time. And like, but this last wa- this last watch through for me, I don't know why. I just my focus was on Creed. And I never paid attention to when the Halloween episode where he came in with all that blood on his shirt. It's a Halloween episode. Toby comes in and he's got like mad blood on his shirt, but everyone else is in costume. And in the confessional, he's like, so apparently today's Halloween. Whew, I lucked out on that one. <laughs> I'm like, bro, how how has no one caught him prior to <laughs> this show coming out? Oh, my gosh. Because what do you mean I'm glad I caught? What a break. What a break. I was like, yo. Oh, my gosh. In Creed, like, the... I feel like every character has their place in the office. Yep. I feel like Creed is like the cherry on top that you didn't know you wanted or needed because they just throw him in there at like opportune times. Yep. The episode where they were claiming um, that they were discriminating against old people and this motherfucker came in with hair <laughs> that black. It's <laughs> like, Creed, you all right? He said, yeah, I'm good. It's up with you. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> And even when, once they added people, like, because once Andy got to the office, that was just such a, such a great addition to, and when they moved Daryl upstairs, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now you have the show yeah. right there. Yep. That's when the show hit the peak. Yep. Yep. Oh, and let me ask, were you team Jim and Karen or team Jim and Pam? G- team Jim and Pam. Trash. What are you talking about, trash? Karen was a hating ass hoe. No, Pam was a hating ass hoe. Right, Karen just so. wanted her man. Karen nah, she no, man. no, because I I was watching it last night, the episode, um, when they were interviewing for the job at corporate, and Pam was like, "Oh, I really hope you get the job." She wasn't being an asshole, and Karen, uh, Karen was like, Ugh, "Pam's such an asshole." No, you're an asshole. You scared that she about to take him in, and guess what she did? Took him in. Now Which I thought mad. was trash. Uh, I, I think. I was team Jim and Karen. Yeah. Why? Because, one, Pam, like, if we're going based off, you know, like, my favorites in the show, Pam's definitely, like, down at the bottom. What? Um, But she, like, just the whole, like, bro, no. He told you from jump. N- wasn't from Jump. Well, not from Jump. He kind of beat around the bush a whole lot. But then once he laid it out on the table. She was just supposed to leap. That was your moment. Nah. She had to come to terms with herself that the relationship she was in wasn't right for her. That and wasn't. She did. Jim was gone. Jim was gone. It was too late. She should have just moved on. But and you could tell, like, 
she smooth pulled to Michael when um, Holly came back. Because when Jim came back, she smooth said, and I think that's why she helped Michael with Holly. Because mm. that's what happened to her. This is true. This is a little true. Because Jim came back. She smooth thought he was coming back ready to date. But he had a whole girlfriend. But see, Jim was still in love with her because he hid it from her. If he wasn't in love with her, he would be like, oh, it's my girlfriend, Karen, blah, blah, blah. He was scared to tell her because they still had feelings. Okay. I'm still, I was still team Jim and Karen. That couldn't have worked. It was uh, destined. He had to give her the note back I that love, was on the teapot. I love Karen Filippelli. And I see, I knew that's what this was about. I just love Karen Filippelli. Filippelli. <laughs> my name is Karen Filippelli. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dwight is also, I feel like Dwight is my favorite character on the show. By far. It was Michael at a time and Jim at a time, but I think Dwight nah, is the just, glue. He's the glue. For sure. Him crying it, is. It broke me. Hilarious. Like, I was like, tag, bro. Like, it made me feel. <laughs> he said, it sounds like a boost die. He said, I'm sorry. The pipes sometimes rattle when it's cold. <laughs> when him and Jim was in the stairwell, uh, and Jim was, like, explaining why he left. And Dwight was just sitting there crying, and Jim walked away. He reached out and touched the wall. <laughs> oh, top tier. He is, because then the episode, the um, what's the episode? The one with the Polish Dutch Christmas. Yes, Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas. Yeah. The way he ran for Jim and pushed Pam out the way. Yep. When he came back in the office, yep. I said, "Yo." Yeah. Nah, that was a top tier show. Especially, I like the way. I still don't. The last couple episodes, I got to be in like a good mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, those were just really emotional episodes. Because yeah. I was sitting there, like I was watching it, and I was like, "Yo, like the, my very first time watching it when Andy's sitting in the office playing the song mm-hmm. on the guitar." And it's just like panning around to everybody. I was just like, shit. This is, this is heavy. This is heavy. Yep. It's sad as hell. This really ended. Yep. Damn. All right, I'm going to turn this off and try this again later. <laughs> like, I, I ain't doing this right now. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. I came back and finished the episode. But I was just like, I was kind of mad that I stopped it at that point because that was the end of the episode. Yep. <laughs> yep. But nah, that show was great. Yep. And in certain circles. This is going to be a great segue. Dun, dun, dun. Because now it's time to get into the shits. Yep. About The Office. And shows like it. Where. In. Most black circles. You kind of get looked at away. Mm-hmm. For liking these shows. Shows like that. Friends. Yep. People who like friends over living single. Yeah. I personally don't care for either, but you know. You don't like friends? It's a cool show. I will I will never purposely watch it. 
Okay. Like, I will never purposely. Honestly, most the only time I watch Friends is when we're hanging out and it's on. Okay. Okay. Like, I know it. Because, you know, in our friend group, if you don't, you know. Yeah. This is kind of this is kind of the reverse situation where, like, in our friend group, if you don't watch Friends, <laughs> you get looked at a certain way. So, you know, I do watch it and, you know, I know characters, names, episodes. Yeah. But I, not on my own time. I will say, since my office appreciation has started, I haven't really watched Friends. And then they took it off Netflix, and I got HBO Max because of it, but I was just watching The Office. But it's 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 a twofold kind of thing. I get people's frustration, especially with the theory that, like, Friends was, the, the premise for it was directly stolen from Living, Living Single. Right. Um, um, and also the fact that, like, it takes place in, like, modern-day New York City and there aren't really any black people on the show. Gabrielle Union was on once and then that other black lady who looks like her. I can't think of her name. She'd be on the, the talk shows on the TV. Um, that narrowed it down so much. You know, go ahead. How many black... Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I think... When it becomes, like, the norm, it's like, oh, black people don't like friends or aren't supposed to like friends because there's living single. It's just, like, black people aren't monolithic, right? Like, we right. all don't do the same things. We all don't like the same things, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, making it seem like friends is the worst show in the world because you don't like it is dumb to me. Like, everybody's entitled to not like something, but I'm not going to just, like, bash, you know, something right. uh, other than J. Cole and Wale wow. um, as the worst thing just because wow. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. um, I had to. I mean, I I guess, you know. Uh, Yeah. And then or even just like, oh, it's not funny. That's a very definitive statement. Like, you can say you don't think it's funny. Right. But it was on air for 10 seasons. So clearly somebody thinks right. it's funny. Actually, a lot of people a think it's funny people. if it made it 10 seasons. Right. It was syndicated. They was getting paid a million dollars an episode, I believe. Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. Um. And then the other thing is, like, Friends A isn't the only white show. And Friends isn't the only white show where they just don't have black people. So I don't. Too. You know, like, I watch Frasier. People don't be coming at Frasier for not having black people on there. There don't be no black people on Frasier. No. <laughs> not at all. Uh, and Yeah. I feel like people take their dislikes and try to make it into something that it doesn't have to be because they don't like it. You could just not like it. Doesn't no, mean it's trash. That's true. They do that a lot. Unless it's J. Cole. Because... No, it's not. And the weekend, Dennis. And the weekend, Dennis. But, you know, yeah, because don't get me wrong. Both shows are funny. But I don't I don't kill people because it's like, yo, you, li you like Friends? Yeah, it's a cool show. But why? What do you mean? Because it's funny. No, it's not. 
to you. Right. Yes. It's not funny. Like, I don't think Martin's funny. And you're entitled to that opinion. All right. And I, you know, I'm not like, oh, this is dumb. I just don't think it's funny, so I don't watch it. I think Martin's funny. Yeah, I figured because I seen I seen it over there. Well, no, those are Will's. Oh, those, yeah, it would be Will's. Those are Will's. But you know, yeah, I I don't think it's wrong. I think most times it's the most people love to start the friends live in single argument because they say it's stolen, like mm-hmm. they stole the idea. Okay. They stole the idea, but what we have to understand is that's kind of how things work. Yeah. You can't get mad. Like, getting mad at living, getting mad at friends over living single would be the same as white people getting mad about the whiz. Yeah, that's true. Because. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. The was is better though. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like I think friends is better than living single, but you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It happens all the time. Yeah. You take an idea and you make it. It's again going back towards like like we said with Carmen. It's made for a specific demographic. Mm-hmm. You can't say it's bad overall mm-hmm. because it's not made for you. Friends right. like. There are black people who enjoy friends, yes, but let's be honest, that's not who, that's not the target audience for friends. Same thing with living single. Mm -hmm. You can say living single's bad, but again, it may not be for you. Living single was targeted at us black folks who have these like same situations. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, both shows are technically bad now if you want to look at it because most friend groups aren't just specific to race anymore right yeah so you kind of can't be like hey because if that's the case new girl would then be better than both of them because it has a might be a well um better balance not a well balanced a better balanced group of friends like it's a more realistic group of friends right now right Top tier show, new girl. And that's it is. Prince was on there. You know. Just gonna acknowledge that. He was on there. It came it gave us one of the greatest gifts ever though. Oh. But when just after he walked past Jess and Nick and like that whole their reactions and how Nick fainted, it's a gift now and I personally love it. It's the scream. Before Nick hit the ground and he yelped. I mean, it's Prince, though. Yeah. I cried, you know. but, you know, we're not going to talk about that. You know, he kind of has that effect on people. So. Yeah. But, yeah, you can't <clears throat> get mad at the people for having an opinion and views on what they like. Right. And I think, like, I don't know. I just don't like when black people try to make a standard for what it is to be black like what you have to like and what you have to enjoy right and it's like no you know i appreciate you know the reason i love friends is because it was my mother's favorite show so she was watching it i was watching it um 
But, like, I appreciate having, I guess, that upbringing where I was able to not just do the quote-unquote black things. You know, I was able right. to enjoy different types of music, watch different types of shows, um, and then be able to, like, kind of create my own opinion and not an opinion just based on me being black. Right. It's like, because whether I like friends or living single, I'm still black. Yeah. <laughs> it don't, like, that, it doesn't that will actually never change. shift anything. And you can't talk about... I think that whole black car thing needs to die too. Now, granted, I do believe there are certain movies that every black person, like there are movies and shows that every black person does need to see. Can we go through them? Because I can guarantee you that I haven't seen most of them. We can go through them. But I don't think that... A fictional card. Right. Should I don't think that should determine your blackness just because you haven't seen them. Right. Because you could be black, but then what happens if, God forbid, like, extremely random circumstance, you're black, but both of your parents die. You're adopted by a Chinese couple. Yeah. Who doesn't, who doesn't take the time to try to have you around your culture and your people... So that you at least know about your heritage. They're just kind of like, yeah, you're just, we're going to raise you like your ours mm-hmm. and our culture. That person, but just because they were raised that way and they haven't seen a lot mm-hmm. or been around a lot, they're not not black. Yeah. Like, you're still black yeah. because yeah. of it. Yeah. Makes so. me think of different strokes. I've been watching different strokes for like the last week. I haven't seen different jokes in so long. It's a funny show. It well, is. you know, Gary Coleman carried that show. He did. Ca- like from the first moment, that little boy carried it. I'm on season three now. Mm. And just like continuously, every punchline is him. Yeah. He, he, he held that show. He was like, listen, I got this. Just like what's name did on my block. Oh, I was talking about him today. He he carries the show. He carries that show. Like the whole show from beginning to end. Yeah, this is true. Like, don't oh get me God. wrong. Everybody else on that show is cool. They're annoying, though. Annoying. They're too, like, emotional and, like, they don't have any redeeming qualities. No. But that motherfucker? All of the redeeming. Hilarious. All of the redeeming qualities. Saves the day. Every Continuously. Single Every single time. And I can't wait to see how he does it next. What's this boy's name? <laughs> Talk about him. Uh, oh, and just so you know, to ostracize means to exclude someone from a society or group. Oh, yeah, so I used it correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they like in each of their situations, they were like ostracized from like the larger community. Brett Gray is his name. He plays Jamal. Jamal. And he can sing, too. Oh, he's in Never Have I Ever? Is that a show? On Netflix? Oh, yeah. He was in this? Never Don't you love that? Oh, 
No, I think it was like, oh, people also look for. Yeah, that's not what I'm doing. All right. Yeah, Berkeley carried that shit. Yeah. He was good. Because I will always remember when he tried to, um, he was trying to play. It was He was either trying to play football mm-hmm. or get out of playing mm-hmm. football. And that clip right there is what made me say, okay, I need to check this show mm-hmm. out. Yep. It was him trying to get out of playing football. Because I was dying. Mm-hmm. Yep. He carried it. Yeah. Him and Ruby. Nope, not Ruby. What's what's the old girl name? Oh, the... The, the big Spanish yeah. chick. Her, her and Jamal. Yep. They run the show. Yep. Of course. Of course it is. The rest of them just dumb. It's like, eh. Eh. Monte is the most annoying. <sighs> the most annoying. I just don't understand what she wants. She don't understand. She what don't she understand wants. what she wants. So, you know. But then again, it kind of makes me feel old. You are old. Um uh first of all nobody <laughs> asked you um second of all i can't believe she said that <laughs> it's you know okay what? me nah, too it's cool i'm kind of turning 30 i'm kind of excited about it now i wasn't at first i was kind of running from it like i could go anywhere but i was, was like, i was kind of running from it but you know. i just also i don't know what it means you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like when I was younger, turning 30 was like a pivotal moment in time. And I feel like now it's like, all right, so I still don't know what's going on. Um, the world is in shambles. Um, Even more shambles. And I, I, I'm coasting. Yeah. And I'm okay. Like, I'm not complaining. I'm not unhappy about it. But, like, whatever pivotal moment is supposed to be, I don't. I don't have it. I don't feel it. And then, you know, being in a pandemonium doesn't really help when, because apparently 30 is a big one. Yeah. So you're kind of supposed to Mm -hmm. go all out. That's what they say. But when, you know, things are closed, can't really do much, not much is open, you can't have, like, large numbers, which that part (laughs) I will forever be fine with. Like, I miss going to, like, Target, having to wait in line to get in the store, and then there being, like, five other people in the store. Yeah. I miss that a lot because, damn, that felt good. Yeah. I agree. Like, I miss that. Like, I walked in to Target last month because I had to get some shit. Um, But, like, just the amount of people... If it wasn't for the fact that I needed what I was going in the Target for, I was going to turn around and walk right back out. Listen, Keith and I, we wanted Cinnabon so bad. And we tried to order it, and it just wasn't working. So the only, the closest Cinnabon to us was at Jersey, Jersey Gardens. All right. So it was like, all right. It was Friday. I was like, all right, we're going to go. That mall was so... I'm sure they were over capacity. I don't know if yeah. there is a thing for the mall. But they, like, everybody in New Jersey was at Jersey Gardens Mall. Because how can you properly, 
like, how can you properly watch that? Security. When there's like 35 million entrances, entrances yeah. to that mall. It's true. Because like you can go in, like you go into the movies and go to the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's another thing I do miss though. Well, somebody, somebody posted on Twitter like, oh, I missed this feeling. And it was like a picture of the movie steps. And I'm just like, I I like the movies, but the steps were my least favorite part because oh, I can't they were, see. They were wrong. And I can't see in the dark. So I got to hold on to this nasty, dirty rail to get down these stairs. Because even with my glasses and these little lights shining on the steps, I'm blind. And I don't want to be on rat poop infested carpet. Right. Because that's where I will land. Oh, also speaking of um, my birthday this year. Um, trying to figure out the fuck I was gonna do. Yeah. Wait, hold on. So that was it. Episode one. <laughs> Porcelain, thank you for coming and spending the day and chilling. Thank you for having me. This was fantastic. I say, you know, I I, I love talking about movies and TV, especially because we're in a parallelogram. So that's all we had to do. Right. That's all we got to do was you know. So, you know, how'd it feel being the first person to use, you know, this is all new shit. Listen, I'm saying here two. like I feel mad fancy. I you know this little fancy setup you got, I feel important. Like hearing my voice in the headphones make me feel right. important. Yeah. I'm all I'm happy because most people, you know, were against the headphones. Why? Because I don't know. They don't like how they sound? Yeah, I I guess, but most people are just like they don't want the headphones. No, I got a nice ass voice. But yeah. That's it. Episode one. We out.